0: Sean McRover's got one back. Tears came to my eyes. And we went two and up, and I heard those thousands of
1: Sligo people, I was proud. I we went out one won. Blame.
0: Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. brilliant. 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 Here comes Pligley.
2: You're very welcome along to episode 23 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast, another packed podcast. Um, we have, um, so yeah, we've had the, the wind taken out of our sails a little bit following our first loss of the season to Derry. We'll discuss that. We'll get your shirts from the shed end. We have uh, former Saga Rovers player Mark Hutchinson uh, joining us on the podcast this evening. Uh, we will look ahead to the two games that are coming up in quick succession. We have drawn away and we played Pats at home on Bank Holiday Monday. And uh, we spoke to Sean and otherwise known as Finch. He is the Dublin 12 rapper, he's a huge St Pats fan. And uh, we'll get his take on uh, how Pats have been doing so far this season. Uh, but before we get to all of that, uh, just to say we're sponsored as always by the White Hag Brewing Company. And as always, we're joined by Jerry O'Connor. How are you, Jerry?
3: Good thanks Connor. How's things? I'm oh, very
2: good. Sean Dunn, how are you? Not too bad,
4: Connor. All good.
2: And Shane McGoldrick, how are you
5: getting on? Good, Connor. Yeah. Yourself?
2: I'm good. You're not top of the world. Usually you say you're top of the world, but <laughs> not top of the world. So we're coming not to you. Thing. Um we're coming to you, uh, from Zoom. Uh, it's Wednesday night. And um we will um we we'll get stuck into what was a, a disappointing, Jerry O'Connor, a disappointing performance. I'm going to go to you first, Jerry. Um, <laughs> uh, a disappointing performance. We It was a tough first game for, oh yeah, but I mean, it was the first game for for Rory Higgins and Raf in charge. And what do you think uh, Higgins and Raf would have said to the Derry squad in the, um, I know I'm putting you in the spot now with a question like this, yeah. but I guess, I guess they're saying we're not going to lose this game.
3: I'm sure they would have said, Brooke, go out, um, keep your shape, keep it simple, uh, stay in the game for the first 15, 20 minutes and see what happens then after that. i um, like, I don't know about the rest of you, but I do actually write down um, notes throughout the game. So by the time we come to Wednesday, I can still remember. And I've very little written down here, but what I do have written down first line is Derry starting to settle after 15 minutes, first 15 minutes, we were on the front foot, we were knocking the ball around, probably overpassing it. After that, I've written down, uh, moves breaking down were Parks, over and back, ball down the left, Gibson on the right, stop start. Uh, and after that, then, glimpse of great play, Romeo to Kenny. Um, uh, and that was it. That was oh. and I didn't right in the down for the second half. Yeah. But you could see you, see, you could see that they had a game plan. So
2: was Derry's game plan rock solid or
3: were we poor? Um, I think it was more of us being poor than than their uh, game plan. Uh, we never got going. We are passing the ball sideways, backwards. There was no incisive pass, no incisive running. Johnny Kenny was completely isolated. Uh, felt sorry for him, to be honest with you. I wouldn't blame David Colley either for that. I think he got no service from the left and the right. I know on... Um, On the aftermatch, Magoo made uh, a fabulous point about um, there was a few diagonal, about three diagonal balls played to Romeo. um, And his touch was just atrocious. And if he had a touch, he was away and we're in. Yeah, Okay. Um, Sean, uh,
2: what was your take on the decision to start David Coddy?
4: I was... Not that he doesn't deserve to be in there due to what he's done coming off the bench because he's been brilliant, but I was surprised to see him go in as the number 10, should we say. I thought maybe if you wanted to play a callie, maybe drop out Bulger or Morahan, maybe rest one of them and let him go in as the as oh. one of the two and keep Romeo as the 10 after what we saw against Bowes and I would have started Mark Byrne on the left. I think what we saw the other night was just, again, too much messing about bringing in Cauley as the 10, p- putting Romeo back out left. It's just, it, there was no need for it. Romeo had done well. So he had it playing inside against Bose. And I think Mark Byrne deserves his chance as well. I don't know what that young lad has to do now to get a start because every time he's played, he's been brilliant. So I don't think it was fair. But I think we needed to see the bit of rotation against Thurie. Looking at the game, as you saw it go on, you could see we were a bit lacklustre, and a bit tired looking. And I thought maybe that would have been the game actually to play a couple of people and people would have been, the likes of Banks and Donlin, maybe they could have started and they would have been pressing hard to get to get their name in the frame for a constant yeah. starting place.
2: Like, let's not throw sure, a baby out of the bathwater. Bath it's not the end of the world. But I did, no, get, no, the, I, I, I did get the feeling, Magoo, that, um, you know, 20 minutes to go and maybe 10 minutes to go, even though we're only a goal down, I kind of got the feeling that mentally the players... That it just wasn't going to really
5: happen um, on the day. Well, yeah, definitely. Like I was saying on the after match, that <clears throat> about rotation. They're, they're probably more mentally tired rather than physically tired. Although, like the, the three games you a week, know
2: it can't be a huge excuse. Everybody's played three games a week.
5: Yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying more, more mentally than physically. Probably, like the, 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 when we've been so good, especially the Bulls game. It's certain fellas, like we rely on high energy so you have the certain fellas that we're relying on who've been in a, we say for the Bulls game we play very well, Johnny Kenny Moorhan, Bulger, Gibson uh, McCourt they're all high energy, front foot pressing in your face and if when we don't have that then like there was no energy there at all on, on Saturday evening, no energy and that kind of upsets our game plan, as Jerry was saying earlier then it was just sideways, backwards there was no, a couple of times we had a uh, the of in their play and quick pass, and we nearly got in a few times, yeah, but there, there wasn't was, enough. It, like, and I think that's that's more mental fatigue probably than than physical fatigue. Like, there's we would have been as physically able as Derry, I would imagine, but it's just when you're not when you're not on top of your game mentally, probably you're not tuned in for the quick one twos and the quick. Yeah, I think. To, the,
2: the, there was flashes of creativity from rovers in the game. I remember one incident in the second half where. Uh, Romeo picked the ball up on the sideline, he picks the ball out of the air he plays it in the middle of the park to the Bulger there's a little 1-2 between Romeo and uh, Gibson, Gibson just overhits the pass, the final pass into Romeo, the keeper um, smothers it, but if he gets on the end of that and scores, it's probably the best goal he scored all season like, you know, so um, I guess what yeah, that's saying...
5: all. the uh, abuse As you said, the overhead, the overhead pass, that, that comes from that the tiredness and the fatigue and the mental tiredness and at all, like as Sean was saying, you know, maybe rotation, like our problem is who do you rotate? Like you can't, you're not going to take Bulger out and then get a, a like for like for Bulger. So that will affect our game anyway. If, right we're going, if, if we're
2: going to perform throughout
5: the season, uh, Bulger's not going to play the 36. You oh, no, I, 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 no, 100% I agree. Like we have to sort something out because we have a big weekend coming up again with Friday and Monday. And, yeah. You know, as mad you, you, would ima- you would imagine, sorry, you would imagine resting players for Derry would be easier than resting players for Drogheda or Pats.
4: Well, definitely. I would. You know, as mad as it sounds, you know, we're kind of left this weekend where they're nearly can't lose games. You know, if you want to keep the ground, because especially like you don't want to drop, drop points to Drogheda and then let Pats gain points again. And then the last thing you want is to drop points to Pats then That's on the right. one day. Would you
5: rather draw two or win one, lose one?
4: Win one, lose one.
3: I think as well, though, lads, that it is a, a thirty-six game season, and we are like it's not like last season where um, it was very, you know, it was over very quickly. And when we got into that winning run after the first four games, we couldn't afford to lose a game. But over thirty-six game season, we are going to lose games. We oh. are going to have performances sure. like that. Yeah. but you know what I mean. So. I suppose it's not the end of the world losing the all-game here and there, and we will lose the all-game here and there, and we will have the all-performance here and there. It's not as cutthroat as it was last year. So I think we as fans need to kind of maybe relax a little bit. And, um, you know, just do, do we, you know what, we have a good team. Sorry, go on,
5: no, just in general, I think the reaction has actually been pretty decent, you know, the reaction. I think most people have accepted that it was just the third game in a week. And, you know, there hasn't been a real big overreaction. But having said I think, that, I think if there's if there's many more performances like that, though, you yeah. might get a difference.
2: It, it was just the, the fact that the game was sold. I think if we were if we were beating 4-3, <laughs> you know, if it was a ding-down game, I think we just had very little to take away from it. and so that was one of the biggest mm. issues. Um, yeah. Let's just briefly talk about the penalty, Sean. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, yeah, it probably was a penalty. I don't know who gave away the penalty. Was it Bulger? Was it man?
4: Personally, I can't add too much to it because I can't see it. I can't I can't see where it was given away, to be I honest, because think... just when I looked at the screen, I saw, as I said to you off here as well, I saw three or four players lying on the ground, a couple of Derry players, a couple of Rovers players. I just, I didn't see where the penalty was given. <laughs>
2: Bulger did take it was a bit of a rugby challenge there at one stage by Bulger I suspect it was him during
3: the have you any, have, have you any uh, insight? No, um, not really it was a bit of a melee on the ground and um, I think Magoo um, was saying as well it took the referee a couple of seconds to actually blow the whistle after the players have been on the ground like I don't know it didn't yeah. it, did, it didn't seem to be instinctive with him but look at the end of the day I suppose looking at the game as a whole that was the difference and the referee decided the game. Like, Derry, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the papers all week and social media um, on the internet, like, Rory Higgins is the, oh, he's going to do a great job, and he's blah, 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 this, he's blah, 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 that, and that had a game plan and all. It's a lot of shite, like, to be honest with you. Yeah, fair enough, they did, have he, he, did he did, it did have a game plan. Terrible. He
2: did have a game plan.
3: Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, like, it's to, to be fair, it was a terrible game of football, and it was decided well, by the yeah,
2: but, 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 it's not a... but Rory Higgins within there said, hey, it is going to be a terrible game of football, and we're going to get a draw,
4: and that will be success. Yeah, but that, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm not buying that for two seconds that he had a, a great game plan or there, You no, know, two he, flat bags to four isn't a fucking masterful thing, you know what I mean? First, eh?
2: Of course it is. Your first, I mean, bottom of the table, first game in, you're only in the door, you know.
4: Yeah, but it's not masterful, Conor. You, yeah. can't, you can't be praised to the hilt for putting in a defensive yeah. setup. It's not, you know what yeah, I mean? But, yeah, but any simple thing can do that, like.
2: Yeah, but, you, well, I mean, why didn't, why isn't, like, listen, I suppose the long and the short. Divine
3: could have easily got that result there as Rory Higgins, in fairness. Mm. Easily. Any of us could have. Well, but I'd say Divine. Yeah, but, but I the did, difference is. I'd so,
5: Divine was sitting at home pulling his hair out. Yeah. How bad we were have Thinking to himself, if only, if only I could have lasted another couple of days, if this is how yeah. these fellows were going to play tonight. I see, it was fierce. But, but on Connor's side, though, as well, on Connor's side, would Divine have got that, been able to get that out of them, you see? That's the other side of it.
3: But what did he, he get out of them? No, then. but. They were actually better against Dundalk than they were against us. Against Dundalk, they were actually decent. Against us, they were shite. No more they were just than themselves.
5: Forward, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And yeah. it was the referee who decided the game through a decision that nobody can see or will have to just give it to the referee that he made the right decision. But that's what decided the game. It was two teams that looked absolutely knackered. And it was like buying a lottery ticket for, for Derry, and they won the lottery. I think that we also played
4: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jerry. And I think we also played into our own downfall as well with yeah. the substitutions we made and
2: oh yeah, swapping around. Well, yeah. let's, so um well yeah, Donner like the, the the substitutions were kind of um it was like let's just throw the boys on try and get Buckley further up the pitches. It was a bit like it was bottom of the barrel stuff a little bit.
4: I mean, was like, really, I, don't, I
2: don't want to say bottom of the barrel. But,
4: no, yeah. I know what you're getting at though because it was, and I even it was, it was, it was the was, last thing I expected from Liam Buckley. Yeah, it didn't I look mean, like it was very well, structured. Yeah. yeah, it was the last thing I would ever expected from Lane Buckley. Like, you know, to take Gary Buckley out of centre-half and put him in as an attacking midfielder just doesn't add anything to us anymore. Gary Buckley is a playmate in centre-half. We benefit better from him playing back there where he can see the game in front of him. He can yeah. pick a pass in over the top.
3: But, Sean, he didn't even go in as an attacking midfielder. He, he moved five yards forward went into the middle from the where country. he was. yeah. 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 I mean, I know, it was I mean, a, and he was actually playing with his back to play then, rather than yeah, playing yeah. Like so, forward facing. Like,
4: like I I, 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 don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. You've seen him, ha- him chasing him back to make yeah. a tackle, and he gives away a silly foul and gets a yellow card for yeah. it. Like so, there you go. You're already It's going. It's gone against you big time.
2: And um, just to say, so yeah, we're sponsored by the White Hag. Uh, last week's episode, we said we were gonna give away a credit beer To um, we're gonna have a little man of the match uh, Twitter poll. Never happened. Couldn't. I couldn't bring myself around to do it. Just commit to our life out of the game.
4: There was no man in the match.
2: Yeah, there was no man in the match. I thought, I thought um, Batches were good for Derry. but um,
4: Yeah. Harrison. Um,
2: Harrison was good as well, yeah. And they did a couple of they've, they've, they've good players as well. Like. Anyway, so what, what did we do? We did give away a crate of beer to uh, somebody uh, on the after-match reception dinner, yeah?
4: Yeah, Kiki won it for the best comments.
2: Kiki O'Grady, best comments during the after-match reception. So that'd be our go to if. Um, We'll do the same again. Hopefully, we're better. Uh, we have a couple of standout performances against uh, Granada, against and we can uh, run a little poll. And uh, everybody who who uh, enters the poll on Twitter will be able to shout of winning a crate of the White Hag or a case of the White Hag. We, we'll do you know what we'll do now? We, we'll, um, I, I didn't do it at the start, but we'll get your um, we'll get your shouts from the shout end. So um, after the we draw the game and after the St. Pat's game you can get your shouts in your thoughts on how the game went uh, tell us about players who you thought stood out what went right what went wrong um, record a voice note state your name give us your thoughts 30 seconds is loads and email the voice note to podcast at b-o-r-s-t dot i-e that's podcast at b-o-r-s-t dot
5: Well lads uh, Christopher Davy here um, I suppose what I'm looking for in, in these two games, um, I really want to see us play some, some, some exciting football. I thought that um, I thought that our game against Derry was really flaccid and we didn't really have any, um, any cutting edge to us and um, there was nothing really to be excited about. So what I want to see, I'd like to see us get the ball to Gibson and, and, and get the ball to Johnny Kenny uh, as, as effectively as we can. Um, i want to see kenny getting the goals that would be really good and uh, just get that excitement back all right chance
0: there lads
3: alan cairns here with a shot from the shed well Derry got the usual bounce from a new manager
0: they came down here probably be happy with a the point they were super organized and a draw probably would have been a favorite result they got a dubious penalty and look they got the rubber the green on the night it's the first test of character now for us so we got the draw on. Friday night trying to get back on winning ways so hopefully we can pick up all three points up the bit of red
6: Kiki O'Grady overall a bit disappointed with the performance I thought fellas looked very lethargic I think maybe he needs to uh, we need to look into a bit of squad rotation maybe one or two players to be changed with some of the games coming up just to get a bit of energy back into the team Um, overall Derry had their plan they stuck to it but really, did they create nothing? No, it was our mistake kind of that led to the penalty, that gifted them the penalty. We didn't really create anything going forward on our side. And I think maybe you'd just like to see the manager changing it up a wee bit, going to 4 4 2 to a Romeo up front or something with, it, with Johnny running off him or just something, just something different um, to see how teams react. Um, I think the next two games now are massive. Hopefully we pick up four points and you know we're going into the second round of games then and it'll really stand to the team if we can get four or even six points in the next two games. So here's the drawhead on Friday night and three points. Well, lads, uh, Dave McGee from Ballistad Air here. Uh, show from the shed end. Uh, Look, it's a poor game all around. Both sides were poor. I and mean, general lack of quality for the whole thing. Not to hit the panic button at all. I think... Um, it was too lethargic and slow they looked tired and it was a lack of creativity and I think a lack of a link between older and in the middle trying to get to the front three or four uh, going into next week I think for draw away, that way you could maybe go with Gibson on the left cutting in I think it could be devastating keep his form and his confidence up potentially Walter in at the 10 Romeo up top and maybe Johnny Kenny off the right or another option and um, as I said, don't hit the panic button. Mind a bit of red.
2: So we spoke to myself and Sean. Spoke to uh, former Sligo Rovers great legend um, uh, during the week, uh, Mark Hutchinson, uh, who's a real character, um, very connected to the to the Dunn family, uh, very connected to Sligo this page. He's uh, obviously set warden set up shop here. Uh, so uh, here's our conversation.
0: Thanks for having us, lads. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Yep, UK. Woohoo! Come on, the Slag Rovers. So, have you been watching the Rovers over the last number
2: of uh, the last number of weeks this season? Mate, you're having a laugh about the season passing, everyone. Can't uh, you believe it. Uh, how does your perception? <laughs> what, like, how do you think the club has changed since?
0: Let me. My perception of the club. Right, I come over. Right. And I come over in 1996, and I've come into the showgrounds. Nicky Brew, would you believe? Nikki Brew just come and pick me up. Him and Chris Rutherford and that. Steve Cottle was the manager, so they've come and picked me up, and they've took us to the training ground. And all I remember is the big red shed, and we Mickey coming out with the wa- the washing. Yeah. You know, and I was like, "Oh man, you're having a laugh, are you?" And- <laughs> Like, there was the changing rooms, the shed and all that. But you know what? See after the first training session, all the boys. It was just, like, honestly, it was such crack. And it was a great team to play for. Like, we had such cracking players, you know. So how, how did, um, how, did the, how did the move to Slaggert come about? Uh, well, yeah, just, uh, I just, I broke my leg. I was at Dundee and I broke my leg. And um, I just needed summer football to try and get fit. Now, I had a few other teams in Scotland going to take me. But I just needed to get my fitness. So a guy called Jerry Cassidy, who I suppose the two he's know really well, he um, I phoned him and he got me to come over because they were playing in the inter So my first games back were against Heron Wien, um FC, Canis, uh, Willis and uh, what was the French side again we played? Nantes was that? Sean? Nantes, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That that was my first my first three games back. I couldn't believe it. So um yeah it was it was a good experience you know that's when I first come over in nineteen ninety six so I guess like was the, the the idea was just to get your fitness up and then head back to Scotland was it yeah 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 well we had Steve Cottle who was the manager back then eh? and yeah. he, and he, he was like he had us playing great stuff you know it was it was enjoyable it was hard but really great just to get playing during the summer usually you'd be sort of dusting a just maybe going on holiday and all that but I'd been training since sort of. April to get my fitness back up so it was great timing for me and um, then I come over and just really, really enjoyed it, made some great lads met some great lads and just ended up staying, you know.
4: Coming over from Dundee, what was the standard like in comparison? Yeah, but we had a few at
0: Dundee, it was a few international players we had, you know, and we had the likes of Neil McCann playing for us Um, he went on to play for Rangers, Scotland Um, then you had Jim Jim Hamilton, uh, Jim Hamilton, he went on to play for Hearts and all that as well. Gavin Ray, he was he went down south. He played for Rangers, he was a captain of Rangers. You know, so there's some Brooke Morton Veghorst who played for Celtic. Um, we had some amazing players at Dundee, but you know what? You just adapt, though. So I didn't think when you go to a team, you just adapt and you fit in and you play to that level, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like uh, I I like I didn't even know if you know Connor I played for, I was lucky to go play for Shelburne and yeah. I, and I always say this I was never ever the best player there by a country mile I was nowhere you know I was just an average player that got to play with some unbelievable players and it makes your game so easy because the movement off the ball and just the way they keep possession it's just it makes the life so easy for you you know that was one of the great chance teams that you you slipped into yeah areas. we had Owen Harry uh. Pat Fenlon, Paul Doolin, the, 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 Stephen Gagan, Declan Gagan, yeah. James Keddy, Pat Scully, you know, Stephen Williamson, who's the Dundalk, um, goalkeeping coach. Well, I, I, I remember when I first went up there, right? And uh, I had signed in January. I was at Hart's and then I signed, I signed, um, in January. I went up there. And the first thing, just the professionalism, I've got boots, I've got AstroTurf trainers, I got football boots, and I got moldies straight away, you know, umbro. Yeah. You know, and it was just it was just a whole different level going up to a team like that. Anything you wanted, you got, you know, like I remember uh, I got training stuff. I got, like, sh- the tracksuits, obviously, you get that anyway. Bags. But anything you wanted, you just phoned a guy called Andy, and he would have it there next day for you. Uh, did you come back to Sligo? Did you come back to
2: Sligo
0: after? Uh, yeah, so... I left Shells and then I come back to Sligo and then um, under Donald Reardon, I was here for a few years and then um, I went up to Kildare and um, that was just the travelling and that, I was just getting because I'm a joiner, I'm fierce lucky in the fact that I'm a joiner, so um, I, I was getting too busy at work so I just couldn't commit to it and then I actually come back to, to Sligo Rovers to, to train there on the 21s, so now I just, I just come through Desi Colley to play the under-21s just to help the boys. Because, you know, I used to always have a good rapport with the young lads. And um, Desi asked me to come and help him, him and Leo from Mayo. And um, I used to come in and train. And then Desi and that left. And I I, sort of, I was the sort of manager at 21s, which I wasn't really ready for, you know. It was a bit, you know, I didn't even have coaching badges or anything. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was grateful. Cookie just coming at that time. And, you know, just, he was just um, amazing to be, you know, just even just to watch at the changing rooms and yeah. stuff. You know, he was just, he was just so passionate and he just loved football, eh? All Right, going back to the Cardinal
4: days, what exactly was that side like playing in it? Because watching on, like, I was only a young fellow watching that, but yeah. he seemed like a top-class side at the time. It seemed to be full of quality. And What yeah. was it like from a player's point of view?
0: Yeah, well... Uh, I always go back to, you know, when I've come over, just like the laugh we used to have and team morale. And the first thing I got told, as soon as you signed, right, and we had to like say Gilly and all that, and it was a case of one and in, all-in. So now, regardless of what happened, everybody got involved. You know, there was none of this. You know, it, it wasn't like what it is nowadays. You know, you kind of get involved with a hustle or that. But like, back then, that was the first thing the boys installed me. And that stuck with me because the boys were like that. They were just great, great lads who were up for the crack. They had a brilliant attitude. They had a never-say-die attitude. But at the end of the day, we we were a wee bit lucky. Cotter left after about um, three or four weeks He was signing. He left in August, didn't he? He went went over to England. Did he go to Cheltenham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we never really got to go far with Cotters. You know what I mean. So it was a wee bit, we're well, a bit unfortunate right then. And then we got Jimmy Mullen in and stuff like that. So we never, we never had any stability because there was new managers coming in every like six months to a year. Like you know.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: was it? Did you? Did you have a bit of a falling out? Was it? Who came in when you left? Was it McAnally? Yeah, McAnally, Yeah, he came over, and I was just looking to sign a contract to be honest. I was quite happy. Like I'm, I'm easy go lucky, and. Um, they never, they never offered me a contract or that, and he just he's and he played a game, and he's like, oh, we didn't need to see you playing all that. I was like, all right, fair enough. And then Dyke say, you know, Dyke say he was really good to us for the moment I come here as well, and um, he gave us a wee shout, so I, I went up to Finn Harps, and it was as easy as that, like you know. Yeah. Uh, were you always working?
2: Were you always working in the trade when you were playing, or did you put that to one side for a while, or, or how did that work?
0: Yeah, so when I was sixteen, I got I got an apprenticeship, and um, then I sort of just I was just working away doing that, and then I, I was lucky. I was twenty one, I think, when I got full time football. Um, so when I signed, I was playing for Medibank Thistle, and I played a game on the Thursday night, and then by the Friday night, I'd signed my first full time professional contract. Um, you know, it was just really weird how it happened, like you know. So it just shows you it doesn't matter what age you are; just as long as you keep on putting the effort in eventually get your just rewards like, you know. And did you, was was that out of the blue or is that something that you felt you deserved? Ah, you know what, I just, I always think it's, sometimes you're lucky, yeah, you just got to play a good game at the right time. The person sees you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I remember, I met, uh, Dermot Keeley, you know, he was my Shell's manager, right, uh, uh Shelburne at that time and he's got a bar in Lansett, uh, eh, Land- yeah, it's and,
2: Spain,
0: yeah, yeah, and, then uh, Sort of, there was Dundalk fans there, and we're having the big great crack with them and all that. And uh, he says, "On, oh, he signed you." And Dermot come out and says, "Yeah, the only reason I signed him was because he was cheap." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what that's what he says to me, and I was like, "Yeah, but sure, you cost me a championship, but we'll not worry about that." <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think I think sometimes, uh, like I always say that I was never ever the best player, but you know what? I, Run my, I, I, I try and do my best for the ninety minutes, and that's all I could ever do, like you know. So yeah,
2: how about you? You were, you, you were a bit more than that though, as well. Like you know, you were. Uh... Ah,
0: yeah. See, that's why I think I got on well with the Sligo fans, you know, because I had I never say die attitude, and I wouldn't take any nonsense. And if I had to whack somebody, I would. <laughs> 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 that was just the way it was, like you know.
4: Yeah. But you did have success with Rovers, though. You've a League Cup medalers.
0: Oh, yeah, sure that's it. That. Like we like, you know what it's, it, it was with like it was like the great escape because they absolutely battered us. So th- that right. was that was
2: against Shelburne, wasn't it? Shelburne, yeah, two legs. So, lefts, so t- t- tell us about that. That was uh, hold on a minute. That was under um, Nicky Reed. That was Nicky Reed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, so Nicky Reed came in after Connery, isn't that right? Y- yeah. No, it's Jim-
0: Jimmy Mullen. J- yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy, Mullen and then Nicky Reed come. Mm-hmm. Nicky Reed come over as a player. Yeah, player, manager, he, or not?
2: That
0: no. Not no, no, he Rangers? come over as a player. He oh, he signed as a player, and then and then Jimmy Mullen left, and then Nicky Reed took over. Then, so um, he was uh, sorry. He got he got forced into it as well. He's a physiotherapist now.
4: Hodge, what about the, um, the lad that went on to play? With Bar- Jones, I can't remember his first Stevie name. Stevie
0: Jones, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was Jones, brilliant.
4: Yeah. What yeah. was he like then as a player? It, would, you,
0: would you have looked at him and said he's going to play Premier League? It, to be honest, he was an absolute flyer lad. a lad. Like, he, his pace was incredible. But I don't know, I, I can't actually remember what happened here. But he, he come over and he was doing well. But then something happened and he went up to Bray. Cause that was when you could leave and go and sign for anybody yeah. you wanted. And he came back and again. He signed for Bray, and then and then he went over and uh, who was it? He's, I can't remember his first signing, but he, like Jesus, the game he had, like he went and played for Northern Ireland and everyone. Oh yeah, it's he's like, lots of caps yeah. yeah. Like Jesus, it was incredible, and, and I'm still friends with him. And the funny enough, the boys are talking about coming over. You know, they they're they're dying to come over. Marcus Hallows and all that. You know, the boys. He wants to come over and do de- Elvis. You know that, yeah.
2: yeah, no, I'm aware of that alright. Yeah, yeah. We need to we need to do that.
0: Yeah. We need to well, have Elvis to... Live and Sligo. Hey, listen, he persecutes you as well. He's cat. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's like a dog with a bone, man. He be texting me all the time, What you when are we gonna do this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, great, yeah. But
2: <laughs> well, come here, go back to the go back to the League Cup final, the two legged League Cup final. Yeah. Uh the home leg the first leg was in the, in the showgrounds, was not it?
0: Showgrounds, yeah, and that that was back in the day, mate. When you were coming out that tunnel, and it was brilliant, like oh my god, like there be things getting fired at the opposition players and everything. You know, it was it was just a it was a it was really intimidating. Like you know, can you remember that like back oh, yeah, in the day? Yeah. Like you know, it was it was intimidating, and I, I like I tell Sean and that when that we played Shelburne and um, first time, and I got sent off and. The guy come over, John O'Rourke, and stuck the head in me right in front of Nicky Brugios. Next thing, Nicky Brugios has jumped right over the top of me and cemented him. <laughs> <laughs> there was four of us. Four of us got sent off. And we had a lad. I don't know if you remember Daniel Marino. Would you remember him, Connor? Yeah, vague memories. Vague memories. The of Dutch me. guy. Yeah. He, he scored an absolute stomper. And then he gave the ball away. And they went and scored because he lost possession. But such a... well, oh, that was terrible. I got, I got suspended for four games. I didn't even den on got a broken nose. <laughs> that was that wasn't in the final there. That was just the first time we played Shells like sorry, oh sorry, right. Yeah, yeah. Were you confident
4: going into that second leg in Taka?
0: Ah yeah, we just took it for what it was Sean. You know, that was like you're playing against the the best team in the league. So you've just got to go and just just hope for the best, Julie, you know. You're just hoping that they wouldn't score and we might pop up. Now we had, we always had people like Pogsy Moran and that even Marcus Howells there was boys that could score goals. It was just, if we could not concede as many as they score, you know what I mean? So that was the that was the key, like... Were you surprised... At, sorry,
4: Mark, just to cut in on you there. Were you actually surprised when you come over with the, the size of the crowds? Because the crowds were a lot different back then. They were, you know, the showgrounds was packed.
0: Yeah. On a Saturday yeah. Night
4: and the atmosphere was really good. Were you surprised at that when you come over from Scotland?
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, as I say, I come from Meadowbank to Dundee and Meadowbank used to get about 150, but it was like a running stadium. The, no fact, was, yeah, I know the yeah. Stadium. Yeah, so the, the pitch the pitch was miles away for the, the stadium, and then like they had about 100 to 150 people there at games, you know. Unless the away fans was you know, like somebody a big team, and you might get four or five hundred. And then I went to Dundee and there was like three and a half, four thousand at each game, maybe depending on how now we were doing all right, so we were getting a wee bit higher than that. But then Sligo, the support was unbelievable and the atmosphere was brilliant it was such it was a really good time because we never had the main stand so people were standing at the, the wall, jinx's avenue yeah you know you had that wee area you had the wee crappy changing rooms which were the size they half the size of my bedroom <laughs> but it's true like and the, yeah. and the away one was the same size you know and and then you had to like the wee referee room which was like a box room it was tiny and yeah. uh but The atmosphere was just electric. Yeah,
2: did, did you ever get it like if, if a game didn't go too well in childrens our performance didn't go to plan? Do you ever get a hard time in town from Rovers from fans?
0: Oh, oh 100%. <laughs> like, Jesus, yeah, geez, I used to get pelters all the time. But you know what? You take the good with the bad, you've got to stand there and take it. Yeah, like there's no point to beating about the bush, you know, it's all right taking the plaudits, but when things go a bit tits up, you've got to stand there and take it. You know, yeah, you can't yeah. be getting a free run like because at the end of the day. You, you, people forget they're paying good money to come and watch you, so they're expecting you to be on your top game. You know, living a life that's sort of clean and healthy, and then going <laughs> performing on a Saturday night. <laughs> no, but yeah, like that. Yeah. We, we. Oh. But back then we had boys that'd be just drinking the night before and all that. It was just ridiculous.
4: <laughs> so what? What was your best moment on a Rover shirt? You
0: know what? I, I don't know. I just just loved putting it on. It's just it's just like just months, you know I'm just enthusiastic and I just I don't know even to this day I'm still enthusiastic you know if I'm doing something I can't help it I, I just need that I need to be doing it for a reason
2: yeah
0: if that makes sense even right. at, like when we raffed testimonial I, honestly lads I was training I was doing running I was i was training with Cartran I was doing that I was getting ready I was getting fit because I, I couldn't embarrass myself yeah and, and then two days before playing for raff's testimonial I went training with Steve Feeney's side on grass, fucking ripped my calf. So I thought, oh, that's grand. It'll last at least 20 minutes. Went on, uh, left the back pass short, gave away a goal and had to walk off. I was fucking horrified. <laughs> 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 that was definitely not my finest moment in football anyway, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, Hutchie, we're, we're, it's 20 past. Uh, we're, we're gone way over time.
0: Um, ah, yeah. Well, I know you told you half the story. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, well, listen, it's great to have you on. Thanks thanks for giving us your time.
0: Ah, Chairs No Hodge. problem, lads. I'm actually, I was just saying that to Shawnee boy. Just keep it up. You're doing absolutely fantastic. It's great. I love listening. Now, a few of the times I have a few drinky poos and I got a wee bit chirpy in that, but you know yourself, <laughs> lads. Eh? You need to be getting a stick. You can't get an easy ride. But yeah, you're doing fabulous and keep it up. Honestly, up? It's, it's, it's brilliant to see. Cheers, Hodge. All right, lads. Best Chairs, of fortune. luck,
2: all right? Cheers, Paul. Thank you. Mark Hutchinson there, a great character. Really gave us all for Rovers when he was on the pitch. And I um, thought there was something of a character uh, around town and uh, he's he's good crack, isn't
4: he? <laughs> yeah, well, look, what you see is what you get with Hutchie, I'm afraid. It's not it's not an act. That's that's what you see him behind closed doors as well. The man's just a fucking lunatic.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, so thanks a million to Mark Hutchinson for joining us. Uh, great to hear from him. Um, so... Uh, with two games coming up. Uh, the first one that we face, uh, the first thing that we face is Drogheda United um, up in Drahada. So, um, Jerry, are you, I, I think this is going to be a very different game, although they're, they're one of the, let's say, weaker teams in the league, it's going to be a different game than, than the Derry game, isn't it?
3: Oh, I think it'll be completely different. Um, I think Drogheda will come out all, all guns blazing on the front foot. Um I don't think they know how to play any other way. Um and you'll even you know you even see that from probably the goals they conceded this year. A lot of the, the goals that they conceded have been on the break, or they've even possibly been late in the game, i.e. the Shamrock Rovers goal there that conceded in what's the 96, 97 minute. Um and that that might that might be that might suit us. Um and that we'll be able to probably pick them off with our, with our players the only downside Connor, is that uh, United Park uh, is quite a quite a small tight pitch so that might go against us I, I'd be I'd be fearful of, of Drada. I've been really really impressed with them um, since the well, start of the season
2: look they put four past Longford um, we couldn't do that
3: mm. yeah exactly um, they have great movements great energy um, and I, yeah like a few of our ex-players in there too. And like Ronan Coughlin is doing particularly well for them, as is Chris Lyons. In fairness, I've always liked Chris Lyons. Probably a bit young when he came Denny to Sorry. Dinny Corcoran, you
2: mean you said Ronan Coughlin?
3: Did I? Sorry. Who, I meant uh, Ronan, Ronan Ronan Murray, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh Dinny is kind of coming off the bench for them. I don't I don't think he's started the game as, as of yet. But no, uh, still, a, still a
2: threat.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And he uh can't remember what game it was, but I think draw. They were down one nil, and within two minutes of coming on the pitch, they were back one all. One of the games starts the season, so they have quality right throughout. Um, I'd nearly take a draw from the game. I know that's not been very um, positive, but I'd be happy enough to get out there with a draw. it will be a tough game. Uh,
2: Sean, um, <clears throat> they have um, well. Tim Canty was pretty disappointed after they lost their last game. Uh, a way to Dundalk. I guess it tells you that. Um, yeah, well, more than the question I asked Terry, we can expect them to come at us, which is probably not a bad thing.
4: Yeah, it's, it may suit us a wee bit better. That we might be able to catch them on the break a wee bit, and that that kind of plays into our hands a little bit, as we've seen with bows as well. The things that do come at us that we can catch them on the break, but. As Jerry says as well, though I'd be very, very fearful to draw They're a very good side. I think you look at Lions and Burn up top. I think about they have four or five goals between them, so far maybe more. Like they're, you know, you, you give them a sniff and they'll take their chances. You know they're excellent, so they are. And the like, Clancy's not here just to to admire the league in that. You know he's here. He's here to make a statement with the Strahada side, and you know it's showing like with Gary Deegan and. Darren Markey Mark, anyway in centre of the pack like, they're two very good players Deegan will tidy up everything and Marky's a very good attacking midfielder
2: James Brown in, in, in fullback is, is making waves as well
4: Yeah, fullback and then like Dave Massey as well there who's a brilliant organiser and leader Like that was a very astute signing from them so like, there's a lot of quality in that team it's, it's not to be underestimated and I think we're going to need to be on our game big time you know, it's if we come out and play anyway like we did against story I think we could be in big trouble. One hundred percent. It took, 100%. It,
2: it, took um, it took late goals from Shams and um, Pats to beat Drahada. Um Are you taking a draw at this stage?
3: For me, um,
5: for for a go. Um, I don't know. Like if, if we beat Derry last week. Then I'd say, yeah, like I take four points out of the two our, the two games coming at the weekend. Yeah, bite your hand off for four points. Um, I might even take no, I'm not trading. No, I don't want to. I take four points, but I agree with the boys. They're very dangerous. They're, very, they're one of these teams that like we know they're not going to win the league or be pushing for the league, but they're a very dangerous team. There's some great players on their day. They can be very good, as you mentioned. Your man, James Brown, is lighting up the league at the minute. Yeah. He's um. I say if if the season if team of the season were being picked now he's he's a shoo-in for it like he's very yeah. good and I, and and it's worrying it's worrying that our uh, left side is our starting left side is injured at the minute or was I don't know how it's going to be sorry for this game but like yeah. having said that they like one of our tactics seems to be Buckley with the diagonal ball over to Walter or Romeo especially if he's playing that and that left hand side are. He'll do the, the run from out in from the left hand side. So like maybe they're one of their most potent attacking weapons could turn into a, a an attacking weapon for us because he leaves he's gonna leave a lot of space there, you the imagine mm-hmm. Brown. So we should be looking to exploit that, but we might just hope that Walter and, and McCourt are are fit. Because if McCourt is fit, I would merely be telling whoever if Walter or Romeo is playing there just to cheat a little don't even bother following oh, because yeah. they take, take McCourt, take McCourt take him one on one more times than not. Yeah. so I be letting them treat and exploit the space, but as Jerry said, there's not a whole pile of space up in the United Park, though. Yeah. so it has to be you. would really want Buckley on the ball for that. Uh,
2: Jerry, are you um, looking to to mix the team up a bit, introduce some some players that haven't seen a lot of ball yet?
3: Um, yeah, it's a good question. Do you do you mix it up for the draw the game away from home, um, and and go full full force against Pat's? Um, in the showgrounds on Monday, um, uh, it's hard, it's hard to know. I, I, I look I, the way I would approach football, and look, Jesus, my money is Joe Soap and Liam Buckley knows a hell of a lot more about football than I do. But the way I'd approach it is that just take each game, and it's not the biggest cliche of football as it comes, and just try and win that game, and and go from there. Look, and, I, and I think that's what we've done last week. What? Huh?
5: I just saying sorry Jerry, just saying look at Keith Long last week he didn't yeah, get he each game. Won yeah. he won none
3: of them he ended up losing both games yeah yeah and um, and like in the the seven days we won the first two and lost the third so maybe you know look we all want consistency in football and the biggest consistency is if you can use the same 11 week in week out and in fairness we have been critical of the the dairy performance um I suppose more disappointed than anything but like we won the first two and if you were to say to us seven seven days out from that would we have taken two wins from three yeah we would have bit your hand off Hmm. so i go for the same team take from there Um, and hopefully as McGee was saying that McCourt and uh, Romeo are fit but I suppose at left back we are you know we have replacements for McCourt Uh, I'd still like Romeo in the team
2: Maybe through the middle, but
4: anyways, we see. Yeah, um, Sean, so what do you think about starting eleven? I wouldn't be too keen on making too many changes. I think they're too good of a side to be making uh, massive changes. I think it would just upset the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I maybe, I'd maybe bring Banks in. I'd like to see Banks maybe just come in for Horgan at right full, just and purely just to give Horrigan a, a slight bit of a rest and. Uh, like that, I hope Figueroa's fit. If not, I'd start Mark Byrne out left. Mm. Uh, apart from that, well, I suppose it depends on Robbie McCord as well, but I think he's fine as far as I know. Yeah. Okay. Through the grapevine, he's okay. But um, if not, obviously you have to start Reagan Donald at left full. And if that's the case, then I'd maybe probably keep Horgan because you don't want to upset the balance of the back four that much by bringing in two new full-backs.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be nice to see uh, Mark Byrne going to start, but again... If, um, if things are tight, um, if we we're playing on a tight pitch, again, it might go against him. You know, if he's look to find a bit of space uh, out wide, it might be ideal for
4: him. Well, funny enough, actually, I think with Mark Burn's game that he's actually well capable of playing in tight areas. He's he's capable of knitting in well, playing little one-twos with people and finding that little bit of space in behind then. So it wouldn't be something I'd be too fearful of myself now, and that's just my own, my own opinion.
2: Yeah, and... Um, you know, I, I think this game could be more like the news game. I think it could be a bit more Helder Skelter, which might play into our hands. Um,
6: okay. Hopefully it is.
2: So um, next up, we speak to St. Patrick's athletic fan, uh, Sean Mehan, who goes under the moniker Finch. Uh, he's a rapper. Uh, he's a big, big St. Pat's fan, as I said. So um, we got him in to get his thoughts ahead of the game on Monday night.
1: Send me a call me if you need to Motive opaque in your see-through That don't mean I won't see you It just means not all things are equal Be cool, no Yolanda on pinch Who'd you take that more from one inch?
2: Thanks for, for joining us, how are you getting on?
1: Thank you thank you for having me, I feel like a, I feel like a, an esteemed guest <laughs> um, I'm good, I'm good, I'm glad to be here Glad to chat ball, glad to chat music Glad to be around some people Even if it's only online
2: yeah, yeah. Well, we'll start with the football side of things, and then we will talk to you briefly about uh, the music side of things at the end. I suppose Pat's from um, No More than No More than Slug Rovers. Um, kind of, I think what well, Pat's are probably tipped a little bit more than Rovers to perform well this season, and um, so far they're undefeated. Uh, they're playing good football. Are they meeting expectations from uh, I St Patrick's Athletic fans' point of view?
1: I think I I I. I can't speak for everyone, but I think if you're asking for that more than what we're getting, you're being greedy. Because uh, I, I don't think we've showcased a level of consistency that we have this year so far. And obviously it's still early days, but it hasn't been like that since maybe 2014 under, under Buckley. Uh, like the football that we're playing, I think there's, there's an honesty of endeavour that I think Stephen O'Donnell has instilled in his players from last season which has stood us in good stead but it's the football that's around that when we get on the ball we have like we have players and we've had Chris Forrest has been back for two seasons now already back from the UK but only now is he really showcasing what he can do um, so in terms of in terms of expectations I didn't expect much this season to be honest I'm kind of I'm sick of saying that we've won off seasons and that we've had good transfer windows, and then it comes to the season, and we just we just sort of we do shag all. So coming into this one and seeing us actually get results, play consistently well, and coming out of coming out of watching matches and just being happy with how we're performing, I'm delighted. I think it's far exceeded where I thought we would be.
2: So are you you getting the performances? The the team is beginning to click. Like you've got a couple of new players in there. Um, you got a couple of new names, new faces, but um, they're they're playing as a team, I suppose, are they?
1: Yeah, completely. Um, like I think from last season's team, if you look at like our starters, I think everybody would have wanted Lee Desmond to stay, and the fact that he stayed was a huge boost. We knew that Forrester was going to be under contract for another. This was was finally a three-year deal. Uh, Benson coming back in he didn't really show what he could do I mean everybody knows Robbie Benson's a top drawer player in this league but he didn't really show it he showed it in glimpses Jamie Lennon um, another player like he's still a young fella but we hadn't really seen him go go to another level and I think he's already getting to that stage now Um, and then you have a few like Shane Griffith didn't really play a lot last year but we have Ian Birmingham still and then you're mixing in with the like I didn't know what to expect from our lone players like Vitislav uh, Jaros and Goal from Liverpool. No idea what to Like a 19-year-old goalkeeper, you're thinking, Jesus, like you're afraid almost. You don't know. Because anybody who said that they'd seen him play was a lawyer, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then we saw him play first match of the season in Tala and we were like, all right, we're on to a winner here because he's a good player. Um, and then a few others, obviously, Ronan Coughlin's been around the league for a while since he came back from Huddersfield. Um, And I didn't really know what to expect from him and, say, Matty Smith, who came in from Waterford. Um, But they've impressed me completely. And even young lads coming through, like Dara Burns is our top goal scorer and probably our player of the season thus far, even though it's only early days.
2: So we're interested in, um, if we just focus on Nolan Coughlin a little bit, um, you know, he he was a really important player for us over the last number of seasons. Um, you know, the, the, he he has an incredible work rate. Um, he did he's, he got a bucket of goals for us, but we would probably say that his his finishing ability is probably uh, lacking. But that's made up for in his work rate. Um, what what's your specific take on him um, this this season so far?
1: I I definitely echo that completely. I think he's he his endeavour is uh, second to none in that team, and coupling that with Matty Smith. They, you've got two players up top that'll work all day long for you. I think he's got he's got two goals this season. I think he had one wrongfully chalked off against Waterford and he should have probably scored a hat-trick in that match. Um so yeah, his finishing is still there's a lot to be uh, there's a lot to be desired there, but with regards to regards to everything else, you know, he put in a beautiful cross for Matty Smith's goal. Uh against Finn Harps and that's uh, to be honest like we've had strikers come in and when a striker comes into Pats the everything the fans will just want a Christy Fagan that's all Pats fans want is Christy Fagan again but you can't get Christy Fagan Christy Fagan's retired he's gone Um, so you're going to have to look for something else and there's lads that have come in like Jake Keegan God bless him he tried but he wasn't any use Akil Campion Jesus Uh, And then we got Mikey, I remember, I remember we got Mikey Drennan off years and everybody was like, here we go, here we go, here's, this is what we got on my nine now. And he was not great for us, to to say the least. And he started well, he scored two and two, and then all of a sudden he just dropped off. Uh, And even like last year, Georgie Kelly was supposed to be the one and you're you're going like, you can't get, I so I just stopped getting excited. I was like, if a striker comes in, I'm like, Grant killed, I don't expect much but Coughlin I've been genuinely impressed by which is, it's nice, it really is nice, I'm delighted
2: yeah. uh, Overall when you look at things, um, you know what have you scored you scored 10 goals Um, you know what we were, seven rounds into the league, you've drawn with uh, Shams uh, you drew with Dundalk is the other draw. Okay. But um aside from that, um you've been a match for for like teams so you know we, we had a hard time against fit Harps, but you seem to have dispatched uh, them last week handy enough. Um so you know, before we talk about uh, the Fulham Rovers game, the upcoming game on Monday. Um, if we just project a little bit forward to your expectations for the rest of the season, you know, with that in mind, having played most teams so far. Um, you got to be fairly positive for how the season's going. You got, I guess, you're looking for European football at a minimum.
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Um, I kind of, I did, I did predictions before the season, and I had us fifth. Um, and I thought like it would be disappointing, but not. Unsurprising to see us finish in fifth. Now, fifth would be an aberration. I think we have to we have to get European football this year. You look at Dundalk and what's going on there, bows have been poor. Like even when we played against them at Daily Mount, and we hadn't beaten them daily mount in nearly three seasons, and we were comfortable against them. I I, I wasn't panicked at all. Against Dundalk, they had 15 to 20 minutes at the end of the match where they were just battering us. And I thought if we could have weathered that, then we would have been laughing. And even going to tallah and we're three minutes away from getting a win out there, and you know they're the champions, so they just did what they did. But in terms of every other every other team, I think the only other team that we've come up against that I've thought, Jesus, they're a good side, is Drogheda. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, but they're 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 a very good side uh, under Clancy. Like, he even has Gary Deegan playing well. And if you watch Shell's last year, that's saying something. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but uh, so I I think that Europe has to be the aim. Whether it's in like, I I I think Shamrock Rovers going to win this league. But I don't know. If we can run them relatively close. That would be nice. Even a third place, like a comfortable third place. I'll take that, um. But I'm not. I, I don't want sneaking into fourth spot. That would be. I'm. I'm sick of this now. I, I'm. I. We now. Pats fans now have expectations again, and that's a dangerous thing. It's a good thing we're not on the Kamak, or else they'd be getting absolutely licked.
3: I take fourth at this stage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky fourths do me all day long. <laughs> I. Su- I suppose that's. I like. I would take a fort to be honest if it comes to the last day of the season and we're all up against it. I'm taking a fort all day long, but provided that somebody provided that somebody in the top three wins the FAI Cup, you know, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was
2: it was Coughlin that squeezed us into fourth place in the end, wasn't it?
5: That's yeah, saying
4: yeah, this? um, yeah. up in, in, in Jesse Devers.
5: Jesse Devers. Don't forget about poor Jesse, <laughs> Jesse yeah. Devers, yeah, yeah. So, oh, sorry, sorry. Go, go on, Sean. Sorry,
4: go on. Yeah, no, I just wanted to get your view. I, I remember talking to you earlier on in the in the transfer window, just uh, when we announced Jordan Gibson, I just remember asking you your opinion on him. And you were just saying a raw talent that that could come really good. Yeah. He. And just, I wanted
1: to see what you made of him now since he's come down here and pretty much lit up the place. Yeah, see, I, this is the one thing I was worried about, like, was that, because when he left, I was like, damn, because I... I, I now our wingers are are quite good and our attackers. I, I'm I wouldn't I wouldn't swap any of them, maybe bar one, for him again. But right. um, like looking at him playing for us, it's it's like this is exactly what I anticipated from him. Like once he gets a run of games into him, and he's playing with like he's playing with lads that can just feed him the ball, and you just play good ball as well. Like under Liam Buckley, he's gonna have a field day, you know, like there's one thing that wingers, like if you're, if you're a winger, like Connor Bourne got nearly played a million goals for us and it, and chap, God bless him. He couldn't run, you know, like George Gibson's like the, op, the anti-Counter almost, <laughs> you know? Uh, so that's, that's, I'm, I'm not surprised in the slightest. I'm not surprised in the slightest. Um, I just wish he would have went back to England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, um, so, what are your thoughts ahead of um, the the Bank Holiday fixture? Um, you know, we're coming off the back of our first defeat, and uh, there's a bit a bit of wind taken out of our sails, I suppose. Um, will Will Pat's fans be thinking this is there's an opportunity here to to do away with um, one of the challengers for fourth
1: spot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> still, still just going for that fourth. Um, it's it is hard to say. I don't think I, I don't think any any Pat's fan. Is going to uh, look at that dairy result and uh, and think that we're just going to go go to the showgrounds and and walk it. That's not going to be the case at all. It's always going to be a tough match. Um, I I reckon it's going to be a draw. I think we always play well against the good sides in this league. It's just we've had a tendency to be really really bad against bad teams. We play down to the level almost of certain sides. Um. Whereas with Sligo, from what I've seen, you've been playing excellently so far this year. Now, regardless of whether the Derry match was just a flash in the pan or it's going to lead to a, a, di- a complete dip in form, but I doubt it. Um, and also, I'm afraid of any team that plays Greg Bulger, like just any team. Like So if, if Greg is playing, then I'm going, I'd take a one-all draw and just leg it out of there. Simple as...
2: Yeah, uh, how, how are you looking injury wise? And um, I mean, you've no suspensions, and you have uh, Chris Forrester is coming back into, as you said yourself, he's he's coming back into real top class Chris Forrester form again. So, are you looking at um, a regular? I mean, are, are you playing a regular eleven, um, or is the team being mixed up a bit? It's
1: it's a bit it's it's a bit strange. I would have anticipated, and I think from our first match against uh, Sean Rovers, it was a four three three. But there's a lot of fluidity in our team now. I think, I think, I you know I'm not sure whether Robbie Benson will be back, but he was injured for the Finn Harps match. And I have no idea uh, what the story is with his injury. Jason McClelland, who's been in and out of the side, he's also injured. So I don't know whether he'll be available. But we play, like, we've been playing, starting as like a 4 3 3 or like a 5 3 2, and then like mixing it up as the game goes along. So I think we played. The last 25 minutes against Bowes with this really weird asymmetric formation, which made absolutely no sense, but they didn't get a kick. So I think Stephen O'Donnell was like, Oh, well, that'll work. So we'll just do it again. Um, and we've been playing it on and off against Finn Harps. We played Desmond Bone and Barrett at the back as like a three, and then with Bermo as a wing back and John Mountney as a wing back. And that seemed to work really well. It seemed to stymie any threats that they had when they brought the big lads. When they brought the big lads up, so it's 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 going to be tough to say. I'm not sure whether we want to go and match. We want to match Sligo, or we'd want to play a separate way. Um. So I'm going to say that if Benson is if Benson is fit, we probably play a four three three, and it's a toss up between who plays beside Desmond and Bone or Barrett. I think maybe bone for his passing ability and then up top the front three of Coughlin, King and Matty Smith. I reckon that's the way we're going to go forward. If Benson is fit, if he's not fit, we'll probably play a back three, have Lennon and Forrester in the middle and play that front three as it is just with just with uh, just with three at the back.
3: Finch, so, um, just with the, the front three, Billy King, Matty Smith and Ronan Coughlin, you don't seem to play with a, an out and out number nine. As, as you're saying there, at seem to uh, switch all over the place. And uh, like, I know it might, might sound a bit silly, but they kind of play a similar system to Manchester City with no designated number nine.
1: Yeah, it is a bit strange. I noticed the when we were playing Drada, the first home match yeah. we played against Drada. And it was Smith that was playing predominantly in, through the middle. And Coughlin was moving out towards the right. And I don't like, I think it's just, there's almost like a fluidity to them, as you were saying that. Uh, I think Coughlin is the striker. And then after 15 minutes, if it's not working, it just gets switched around. And it also depends because you have against Finn Harps, I think we were playing two up top really with Coughlin and Smith and they were getting as close to each other as possible. And then Billy King was picking up positions behind them. Um, So if you're playing with those three, you can do that, but you can also play Smith and King as just two wide players with Coughlin up top. Uh, If you're playing Dara Burns, He's just a, he's a winger. He's a classic winger, like, and he plays on the right to cut in on his left. And he scored, he scored twice from that position already this season. And he set up the winner against Rada. So, um, it is, it's, it, I would have said before the start of the season, that Copland was our striker, but the more that we play with him, the more you realize that it's just more of a a triumvirate that can just swap and, and do whatever, which, you know, I'm I'm loving it because I've I've been used to very I've been used to very structured four 3s for the past now not to say there's nothing wrong with it. It was great when we were winning, but then when we were playing Aaron Green, oh my god, when Aaron Green out on the left, that was probably one of the worst moments of my life.
2: <laughs> I, I guess like um the success are the fact that um things are going well in Ija Court at the moment is down to the fact that you know Steve O'Donnell... um is not getting any criticism and there's no questions about who's the manager or, or you know when you compare it to what's going on in in Dundalk. So I guess, you know, the fact that there's no questions being asked there is kind of testament to the quality of the football and um and I guess the results.
1: Well, there was there was questions last year. I think after like after we had how many however many years of Liam Buckley and it was we all knew what we were gonna get. Um and then when, when Buko left and Harry Kenny came in, like, like we didn't get relegated in 2017, but I argue that the 2019 campaign was worse. Like, it was just nobody looked forward to going down and watching football at all. And I think the unfortunate thing with O'Donnell was that he didn't get a momentum. He didn't get a full Richmond, like, bar two matches at the start of 2020 to really get, get going and get a momentum. Behind the team, because if it's going well down in Inchicore, it's great. But if it's going badly, then like as what happened to H, it just it went to pot completely. Um, but like there was questions last year when again consistency was an issue. When we would like we only beat like we beat Cork twice last year, and we played well against uh, Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk. But in terms of everyone else, it was it was pretty poor, and it wasn't like it wasn't great to watch. For the most part, but at the start of this season, there there seemed to be he got a full preseason under his belt and knew the players that he wanted. We have a smaller squad than we've had done for the past god knows how many years, and it seems to be working. But there was questions of him last year about him not having a pro license and stuff, and also like Alan Matthews, who's apparently was part of our board at some point, which shocked to me. Uh, but like, you know, for for what he did to us in the 03 Cup final, I don't think people were too happy. Um, But it seems to be working as well. Like, it's good to have an experienced manager that I suppose has been around the league as well as your pro license. I know, like, again, it would be better if oh, Stevie had a pro license and I didn't have to worry about any of this stuff. And if we do well, because this is the thing, the Dundalk thing came under scrutiny because they were in Europe. And they were like, yeah. here, hang on a second. You can't have this lad that you've just flowed over from New York <laughs> managing in the in the bleeding Europa League. You know, at least with Stevie, he's only in the he's only he's only in the League of Ireland so far. But if we do sneak that fourth place, then there probably will be questions asked. Yeah. Um but
3: we might put in an objection.
1: listen all all I can say is that when that letter went into the FAI and we got Europe ahead of Waterford I wasn't I wasn't complaining (laughs) and and getting Europe on a technicality as we have done I think about a million times it's the sweetest victory of all it's like getting a penalty that you don't deserve it's so sweeter so much sweeter, and who yeah, came...
4: especially when you win a league off it.
1: Oh, yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lads, I, tell you, I tell you, I tell you, like, I remember what was that? I w- would have been 16, 16, yeah. Um, and it was, was it Damien Hancock was the ref that day? Damien I mean, McGrath, yeah, McGrath, yeah, was, was it McGrath? I thought it was Hancock. Oh, no, no. sorry, you're right. McGrath McCre- McCre- was, was the lineout. Line McCre- McCre- line McCre- McGrath gave the penalty. Gave the pen out. Yeah. Well, Damien Hancock had no uh, no bottle at all and went with his line-out, which was wrong. But I remember, I remember. Uh, he like he lives up like about twenty minutes up the road from me, and he's a me- he was a member of the same football club that I was. And I remember just giving him dog's abuse outside the clubhouse. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. <laughs> I just was like, hey, I see you. Oh, I was going <laughs> I was like, why were you giving out to uh, this young fellow, like that he knows uh, like, that's his dad? I was like, you don't know who that is. You don't know who that is. He ruined me life. <laughs> he ruined me life. Yeah. So like yeah. we got it back next year. It was grand. It was yeah, grand, it was, and everyone yeah. was forgotten, and everything was grand. But uh, we're all happy. Yeah, all happy families. Yeah, and we both nearly got relegated in the years after. You know, it, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't. We didn't. We didn't do a cork on it. I was yeah. only thinking. I was only thinking that I was like, what happens when you like win a league? Like unless you become a a dynasty, like a Dundalk, you just end up nearly getting relegated. Something bad and happens. You know, it happens in some stadiums. case well,
2: and that's the other side of it. Like you know, the the lads on um, the Dundalk podcast, uh, the Men Who Say Football, we're, were kind of debating it uh, in their their most recent episode, and um, one of them was saying like it's just a matter of time before the wheels fall off in Tara, and they go through some existential crisis, and you know they'll get relegated. So someone's going to pull their money out of the whole setup, and exactly they'll go tits up. You know? And
1: it'll be, i I tell you what, it'll be a great day. Ah, good for everyone. Exactly, and like, and and all my mates that are Rovers fans, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll consul- I'll give them, a, I'll buy them a point, and just laugh straight in their faces. It would be a beautiful thing. Here,
2: is there any kind of bleed of, um, you know, that kind of Dublin twelve? Um, are are shams taking fans away from? Are they attracting what would be uh, St Patrick's Athletic fans to Talla?
1: It's it, it is difficult. Like all my mates that support Rovers are like in the catchment area of Tala, so they would have never ventured down to like unless you were like acutely aware of League of Ireland football and wanted to go down and support it. Unless you have a familial tie, it was never going to really run. Whereas all my mates from Tala and like the surrounds, like Temple Oak, they just gravitated towards it because they now had a local club to support you know and it came in at a time for my friend group where what we were like 12 when they moved to Tala 12 13 so it just made sense for them really to go and uh to go and support them like maybe ever so slightly in like in Maybe like towards Crumlin, but we don't. I don't want to associate with with all them up there. And that end of Dublin Twelve, you know, <laughs> like our our support bases uh, have kind of stuck to being Pats, uh, which is kind of why it's integral that we stay in Inchicore. I don't think we could if we move out of Inchicore, we'd probably die. That's simple as like. And is
2: is that something that's been discussed?
1: Well, it was after the whole Richmond Arena thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and uh, when that fell through it's kind of like so what's the because we can't stay in, like as much as everybody loves richmond it's you you're going to lose fans especially with a new daily mount uh like you know you so at,
2: is the richmond arena is that that's gone is it that it's that concept? Pretty,
1: yeah, it's pretty much dead in the water. Like, you can wait until things go to tender and see if it falls through, but you'll have to do a whole application process to the council again. And if they don't go for it the first time, chances are they're not going to do it a second time. You know, there's a whole tie up with why would you give public land to private developers, which is absolutely mm-hmm. fair. And I wouldn't, I, to be honest, if it wasn't my club, I'd be the exact same. But I'm partisan, so I'm like, yeah, give the, the give the land to these <laughs> these developers. They they're great, of course. They didn't ruin the country in the first place. <laughs> you know?
2: yeah. Okay, so just before we finish up on uh, the football, you said you're anticipating uh, a draw. You've never, you haven't conceded more than one goal so far. So are you looking at a one-one something like that? Not I think
1: I think I think a one-all. Um, with the kind of the attacking talent that yous have, I definitely I definitely see us conceding. I just I know it's going to be Gibson, and he's going to he's going to score, and it's going to be as scrappy as Atten, and he's going to score it. I have a feeling in me Waters. I have a feeling in me Waters, but I don't think Cocklin will come back to bite you. So I think it will be Sam Bounds' big head. <laughs> 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 that's how I feel. Um, okay, so that's
2: the football. So it's Fynch. Uh, Finch is the name, and. Uh, Repping is the game. And, uh, that was so, good. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so tell, us, up. T- tell us a little bit about the music. Um, just before we started recording, you said you've uh, a track coming out. Uh, good and bad news. Uh, my, my wife, we were listening to it in the car, uh, this evening, driving around town. My wife wasn't, Mrs. Wasn't into it. Didn't like it. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, and I particularly like the track Big Man. That came out last year, but you've got, you've got, um, You've got another track uh, this year or you want, oh. something, something that's in
1: the post. I've, 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 I've a few tracks in the works. So soon came out, was it midway, midway through March this year with Will House, who's a producer and he has another song coming out on April 30th. So, you know, the bank holiday, bank holiday weekend, just do nothing but stream Finch and Will House and sick <laughs> Nanny, Who's another lad. Uh, on the burner records label, and then I've a few more coming out with other people as well. Before I I release some of my own tracks, I think they'll be coming out in May. Somewhat, so it's a it's a busy time. It's a busy busy old time. Uh, and can we, if people aren't
2: if people are, t- are going to listen to your music, what's the best way? Or what's the most um, um, maybe I don't know financially rewarding? Financially what's the, rewarding. What's the best way to to, um, to listen to your music?
1: For any artist, it's probably Bandcamp because you know you buy the tracks there, and majority of the time, most of the money will go to the artist. Again, I'm kind of music, although a passion, isn't uh, isn't a career for me. Like, so I'm not... If somebody wants to buy it, I would wholeheartedly appreciate it and love them dearly. Um, But I I, uh, I would always say whatever is easiest for you, pal, you know? That's what I always say. That's my go-to line of whatever is easiest for you, pal. Just just so long as you listen. Listen is the most important thing for me. If yeah. you give me a few bob every now and again, I, then I'm not going to say no, you know? Yeah,
2: good stuff, good stuff. Okay, so... Um, well, listen, uh, it's been... It's been great having you on um it's been good to talk uh Sebastian um hopefully we'll chat to you again um we, we won't wish you any luck on Monday
1: of course I wouldn't wish you any luck yeah, either that's right, that's <laughs> right. um
2: but hopefully we get a chance to speak to you later on in the season when um when we're up in Chikur maybe um uh, maybe we might actually get to travel uh, oh yeah maybe that's open maybe that's I'm thinking a bit well when when
1: much. when we're both vying for the title. 2030 all over again <laughs>
2: we'll get we we'll get a uh, hancock involved and we should be all right yeah okay listen
1: finch thanks a million for joining us really appreciate it nice one thank you lads
2: so that is sean Meehan, otherwise known as finch i'm disappointed with myself when i said um, sean me is the name and uh, wrapping the game it's pretty that was pretty poor on my behalf not as bad as your
4: diana ross jokes i wouldn't worry about it <laughs> and so you can get
5: finch's Finn. stuff you can get Finch on Spotify. Not for, you're not a man for spitting the rhymes, Connor. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, you can
2: get his. You can listen to Finch's stuff there on uh, Bandcamp and uh, on, on Spotify and on the regular basis. It's F Y N C H. Um, uh, great to have him, and hopefully we'll talk to him again later in the season. So, um, just really quickly before we finish up, what are we what are we looking at here, Sean, going into this into the Pats game? Um I, I guess you know, it's, we're we've got to play draw it yet so it's difficult are you looking to are you looking to it's a home game so are you looking are you looking to go
4: at Pats? yeah oh, definitely 100% I am I think I'm delighted that our first meeting especially the way the season has panned out so far is in the showgrounds and um, I don't think they'll be as attacking as people might think coming here mm-hmm. judging by what we've seen from the well I watched the game I know Jerry, you watched the game as well where the against Harps where they're yeah. away from home. I I didn't see as much out of them as people have been raving about. I actually didn't think they were that good. Yeah, I think the
2: highlights made them probably look good in and I haven't watched the hard game but I've seen the highlights and they look the highlights look
4: good. The goals <laughs> are good. Yeah, no, the goals were good. In fairness, they were, and they were two good, decent finishes. But um all in all, I didn't see too much from them that day. That'd make me you know really be fucking terrified of them. There's pl- I I seen plenty of gaps in them and I seen where we can open them up and exploit them, but I uh, look I I it's a it's a massive game, it's a huge game for us, and I think no matter what the result is against Strahda, it's still a must win for us. Mm. Um,
2: Magoo, you're in the showgrounds more than most people. What's the the, the pitch over the last couple of games looks a bit bobbly in places. Um, we're trying to play football on it, or you know. What what do we do? We need a, uh, a bit of rain there to soften things up to try and
3: even out oh, the surface.
5: Of, well, like I, said, I haven't been on the pitch now to see it up close, but um, you can see on. I haven't watched it on so it, it definitely needs a bit of rain. A bit. I know it was there was watered before the game, but you know what it's like here when you have a couple of good days in a row. It get very dry. You need a proper. Yeah, water and sprinkling system like can yeah Grands, we don't have that so yeah but it, it, would you be would you, would can that, I do so much
2: would you would that be would, I mean are we taking the picture into consideration in relation to how we're going about playing the game
5: well obviously we want to take get the ball down on the, on, the, on the floor and pass it around and stuff but in relation to Monday's game pass want to do the same thing like so that won't be can't be viewed as an excuse uh, win lose or draw by either team mm. so Um, because both want to play the same way and I don't know Sean like I'm very worried about this game the past game I think Pats are I honestly think they're the real deal like I definitely do it it kind of feels like 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 everybody's like we were scoffing at at Coughlin I was scoffing at Don too I actually said that for a man for a man who like they went six games last year without scoring and I was saying for a man who was looking to add attack and impetus in his team and he swapped Coughlin for Gibson he needs his head read but the irony is that I think if we had Coughlin and our team now we'd be banging in he'd be he'd be bringing so many people into play with the way he plays that it, it nearly suited us at the minute trying to get the best out of the rest of them but I think, and I think, I think he does it. that I think he I think he does that with, with pass with the, the players he's running I'd be hopeful Benson wouldn't play hopefully with the way Finch was talking saying, but yeah. the likes of Maddy Smith and Forrester and even Mountly Raiding down the down the right hand side if he plays wing back like um, they have they have a lot of trouble us going forward like we'll trouble them like we'll trouble any team but our forward line in France but they have a lot to be, they've He's, a lot to be watched as well.
2: Yeah Jerry they scored in every game and well, I'd expect him to score in shoulder to some stage.
3: Yeah um, just touching on the point there what Madew was saying about Benson so he was out for the last game injured so he, he wasn't in the squad so hopefully that might continue on. Um and it's it's probably a, even as early as it is in the season, but it's probably a six-pointer already. Um because look, and we all kind of I know most people kind of picked it out that pats and rowers will be kind of we're, we're going to early, finish side by side, whether one is on top of each other, that remains to be seen. Um at the moment, you'd probably have to put pats ahead of us a little bit. Um mm-hmm. And the reason being is that I don't think that they are playing any better than us, but the difference is is that they're finding a way to win games, and the Harps game is a classic example of that. Um, I watched the game that on they were very, they were they played no probably better than we did against Jerry, but they scored two goals, and that's that's the worry where they are converting draws or losses into wins. Uh, when they're maybe not deserving that's always a good sign deb- of, of, of a team. They have a bit more strength and depth than us as well, is They do and they don't. Like they're bringing the young Burns lad off the bench quite regularly. And um, like he's only 18 or 19. Um, and they're also bringing your man, uh, Mac- is it McAllister, um, off the bench, swapping him with Billy King. They don't have a huge squad, and I think yeah uh, from interesting... West Ham
5: too coming off, isn't he? He's he's pretty handy,
3: yeah, yeah. But they don't have a massive squad, they're very similar type of squads to ourselves, in that they've got a mixture of experience and lads coming through the academy. And um, you couldn't probably get two, um, similar type squads and setups, and even the way we play, then ourselves and themselves. But as you said, Magoo, the difference is they're finding a way to win games, and we're not. Ton, like that's that's probably been a bit harsh on ourselves but the one thing I would do is uh, get maybe uh, get Keno up with his big fire hose and spray the pitch before the game first But <laughs> 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 his big well, hose people
5: have stopped lighting fire if people have stopped lighting fire down the town he might have a chance
3: <laughs> get the fire brigade get up has <laughs> gone mute
2: I should unmute myself. He's overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelmed. Overwhelmed.
4: Um they got lucky with the keeper's window, Sean, haven't they? Yeah, that's been a <laughs> that's been a diamond find, honestly. Even as Finch says to it, whoever says to see him play is lying. Because nobody would have known that. Obviously, someone did in Pats, because they've but they've pulled out a top quality goalkeeper there. Very, very good, excellent with his faith and very commanded in the area. Doesn't look like a 19-year-old
3: anyway. Yeah. But he's made mistakes too. You know, the goal the goal against Shams yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was a shocker. Um I know his distribution against Drogheda, Um he he, he a few of the, the the passes he gave, he he gave them to Drogheda forwards and they were away and they were in. Um so look he's a lot of flashes of of, of brilliance uh from him, but there's definitely mistakes in him too, especially at nineteen. And I suppose that's the life of the keeper, isn't it? You get absolutely we see it, mistakes. Look, we see it ourselves in every, every
5: yeah, I think every keeper in the league has, made, at this stage, made a mistake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They have an experienced squad as well, like you know, um, Jamie Lennon. or not Jamie Lennon, but um, Robbie Benson, um, the likes of Paddy Barrett. Obviously, you know, when when many of the teams are so young, when you look at, um, uh, Drahoda, who we play, a very young team. We'd be reasonably young, but they have they have players in there like Coughlin, experienced. They have an experienced side that can probably go to the trenches as well a little bit and maybe that's where the goals are coming from from the likes, you know, against the likes of Finn Harps they they know the crack like, you know
4: Well I'd say for them especially is the players they have brought in, especially the experience that they're winners, they're all uh, they're all uh, multiple league winners, so that always plays a big part, especially in, in games against the likes of Finn Harps and stuff like that, they'll find a way to win and that experience will always come true and stuff like that, so I'd say all in all, they actually have a more experienced squad than us. I know they do have a lot of youth, but yeah, yeah. I'd say they've no, I mean,
2: a good mix. I'd say, I'd say yeah, I'd say they've a good mix, works. but no,
4: but there'll
3: be a lot more experience in theirs than there is in yeah. ours. And draw so the two, in fairness, yes. draw to two probably. If you're looking at terms of uh, league appearances and yeah. experience, they probably outstrip us big time. Yeah, so mm. that just adds to the, the Degen De- De- and Massey alone, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And
4: De- Deegan, Murray, and Massey are probably the oldest player. Oh, Corcoran as well, obviously. Corcoran as well is there. You mm-hmm. see, you forget about some of them, you know. Like yeah. there, Mark- Marky's even been a patch there for a couple of years as well. You know, yeah. he's been in around the league a good while.
3: It's
4: two tough games. And
3: oh, it's in, horrible.
4: In a, short, in a short space of time, like. Yeah. We were left a we we shitty hand with this one, in fairness.
5: Yeah, yeah
2: but that's why the, the defeat against Derry
5: is the, the real kick in the stones, like, you
4: know. Oh, it makes yeah. everything so much more frustrating. So it does yeah. go into it. Yeah, imagine, also, though, I also.
5: I also no, I just gonna say I I would have preferred if the pass game came first. If we were at home first the pass yeah. and we were fresh for the pass game and then you just go away to draw and take a point, to no hassle. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm also worried about the yellow cards that we're picking up.
5: Um yeah. I'd hate to be going yeah. into the pass game and having to win it, like if if we got bet by drawada, then it's
4: Connor. That is another thing as well, though. The yellow cards again Silly yellow cards against Sturry. So it was like even, you know, I surprised that David Callie he, he got booked from us having an attack and throw in. Like, you know, how the fuck is that even possible? Yeah. It's worrying. It's and you know,
2: um that's talk about Callie. But you know, Bulger's picking him up,
4: and um, oh, they all there Like Gary Buckley gets gets a
3: silly foul as well. Gets a silly yeah. card. Yes. Yeah. Pointless. I, I I'm actually keeping track of them here. I've written down the sheet, but to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, up until the game before uh, the last game, the card count was the exact same on last year. Is it? And the, re- the reason that it brought it up, say, the same as last year is because we got the five yellow cards um, against... Who was this? Sorry, I can't think. This isn't. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bows, wasn't it? Bows, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we were behind on the card count up to that game on last year. And who's got like the most the first cards? first five games, but that, those five cards brought us in line with last year. Do you know,
2: have you got um, players cards against players?
3: No? Yeah, well, so Bulger has three uh, and a few of the rest of them have two. I uh, but I don't have the sheet to hand, but I am keeping track of it. The one thing I'd say about this game, that, or about these games coming up, lads, I think I, I'm sure, and I'd like to think as well, that the players are probably more disappointed with their performance against Derry and that they'd be chomping at the bit. And it might be a bad thing as well that we've got two games in quick succession that, you know, if we do hit the ground running against Strada and we have the bit between our teeth, hopefully that will carry over into the Pats game.
2: What about, what about uh, Magoo? Do we want to, do we want to announce uh, the work you, the you, the donkey work that you've been putting in over the last number of days uh, to get a guest, special guest for next weekend? Are we, are we ready to announce that?
5: Um, yeah, you can, I'll let you do the honours Uh well, you, you, want. you You've been... The, ma- the magic man you've been chipping yeah, away hopefully, and... ne- well hopefully next week we'll have the magic man himself Mister Joseph and all right okay joining us live That's,
4: and exclusive yeah from minus the orgasms <laughs>
2: well, we might get we an well, orgasm it depends, it depends
4: don't think we're <laughs> providing that kind of service <laughs> yeah so um, uh, hopefully we'll have um, um, the
2: great one with us uh, yeah. next week and, um,
3: so we had a come, come to Jesus meeting last week and we have another one uh, next week <laughs> yeah. come to joy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hallelujah. Just just before we finish up, um, I want to mention um, the match reports that are up on um, the Bitter Red Supporters Trust website. Uh, Jack Dygman is doing some great work there. Um, Oh, also, I haven't read it yet, um, Jerry. Alan Cairns' uh, piece that he's got up there. What's that about?
3: Yeah, so it's just about kind of the, I suppose, Alan's take and a League of Ireland take on the Super League fiasco and how. Fan run uh, football clubs really is the way to go in terms of sustainability and integrating within the community and stuff like that. So it's it's a really interesting read. And I also want to give a shout out to Lise McGee. She had um, her own piece. She's, she's going to do like a week, weekly column as well. So she had one up last week and she just on air, I seen her, she texted me there to say that she's another one to go up in the next year or two. So um, so just about Boarth.ie, um, it it's like it's there's loads of really really good articles on it so if anybody has five minutes out just to visit bourse.ie and you, you'll get all Alan's, uh jack and these articles are all up there along with other stuff
2: Yeah, you can listen back to all our 22 previous podcasts you can also um purchase uh swag and um we've got a shop there with uh, loads of hoodies t-shirts um and all sorts of um, soccer Rovers related gear, I guess. Is yeah. That's what it um, Jerry, thanks a million. Thank you.
3: Thanks, Connor. It was really good.
2: Uh, Sean, thank you. Jerry's Connor enjoyed it. And Miguel, you're under pressure to get out of here, so we'll uh, wrap it up.
5: Jerry's voice gone. gone. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you.
2: Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have more points uh, in the bag. All right. good luck. Send me a call me if you need
1: to. More of opaque in your see-through that don't mean i won't see you it just means not all things are equal be cool no yolanda on pinch Heard you take that more from one inch how the smallest shimmers in this pinch i wish no skill i is so so